We're going to read uh, the feeding of the 5,000 today. It is a miracle story. It is the story of Jesus feeding the people in a remote place. And there are many themes that we could allow to emerge from this story. But one of the things that I want to balance is compassion and cynicism, or the openness to miracles, or I hope that we all have an openness to miracles, no matter how they happen, no matter whether we fully understand how they happen or not. We'll consider those things and trust the Spirit as we turn to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 14, verses 13 through 21. Now when Jesus had heard this, which was that John the Baptist had been killed, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so that they may go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. Jesus said, Bring them to me. He ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking five loaves and two fish, he looked up to heaven He blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowd. And all ate and were filled. They took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And all those who ate, and those who ate were about five thousand men, besides the women and the children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Scripture is full of miracles. One of the reasons we read the Bible is because we love these stories. And these stories should draw us to God. They tell us about God, even though most of us don't expect miracles like this to happen like this anymore. But they did happen once. And in their happening, and in our telling and retelling of them, we begin to understand a bit about God's character. We understand and learn how it is that God works. So in the feeding of the 5,000 story, um, we may not expect it to happen for us if we're wandering in a remote place. If we know we're going to wander in a remote place, we would pack a lunch, right? But in this passage, by reading it, what we see is that Jesus meets needs. Jesus meets needs in ways that sometimes we don't know how it is it's going to happen. But Jesus meets our needs. Very often, many of us get in our cars and we drive down I-85. We drive down that road and when we get just south of Butner, We cross over Falls Lake. Even though we know that God has the power to part the Red Sea, as he did in the Exodus, 
We don't expect God to part Falls Lake. We trust that the DOT has put an adequate bridge across the lake. And we believe that God would have the power to part the seas in South Butner if he needed to. But what we see is that God has the power to provide a way even when we might not see a way forward. That's some of the power of the parting of the Red Sea. But these days, though, I think many miraculous things that happen, people look at cynically or skeptically, and they attribute the success, the miracle, to, I don't know, say, modern science. And there is nothing wrong with trusting in modern science. But having a compassionate outlook on life helps us to see the miracles that exist within all areas of life. And it gets, helps us to see what role God might have in using something like science to help us. Because I believe that miracles still do actually happen all around us, all the time. Consider the birth of a baby. Now I know that doctors can provide scientific explanations for almost everything that happens from the beginning to the end of a baby's birth. But I have been there when a couple babies have been born, and let me tell you, that is a miraculous experience. It is a miraculous thing to see how it happens. Consider healing from an illness. Now I know, maybe I'm making light of of medicine in a way, but is there anything less miraculous than a Z-Pack working the way it's supposed to? If you have needed an antibiotic and it has been given to you, it feels like a miracle. And ask any civilization before ours about the miracle of insulin or penicillin or chemotherapy, And you will be reminded that even if the cynical among us can scientifically explain how something happens, that doesn't mean it's not a miracle. No matter the field, no matter the science, no matter the unexplainable, God is at work around us. Grace abounds. Miraculous things happen for you and me all the time. Sometimes we just forget to see them. Now consider this feeding of the 5,000 story, the story that sent me off on that little tangent that will make sense in a minute. 5,000 men plus the women and children are in a remote place seeking Jesus, and the disciples get worried. They see a roadblock. They see a constraint. They, they, They see that all these people are going to go hungry, and so they need to get back to town to buy food for themselves. Jesus sees it differently. He sees we've got five loaves, we've got two fish. And this is where the story can take one of two tracks. The traditional interpretation is one in which we all love to think about. We think about Jesus praying over these loaves and these fish. And each time the basket is passed to the next person, the fish grows in the basket. Each time the bread is passed around, there's more bread in it than there was before. So much that when the story is done, there are 12 baskets of leftovers. 
We don't know where the baskets came from because all they had was 12 loaves and two fish. It is a divine miracle. It is a multiplication miracle that we don't understand and we don't have to understand. But very much and we see in it, we see that the Lord provides. And we too have seen the Lord provide, haven't we? Now, if you want to scientifically explain this miracle, there's a way to do that as well. Jesus finds that there are five loaves and two fish. He makes everybody sit down. He prays a prayer of blessing over the five loaves and two fish. And in seeing this act, seeing that in one of the other Gospels it says a little boy had five loaves and two fish, and seeing his generosity, everyone else's hearts begin to open up. And what was once one person sharing his lunch becomes everybody on that hillside who had been following Jesus around trying to find him, all of them being generous and sharing. These people who were following Jesus, I don't think they were, they were dumb. I think they knew what they were doing. They were chasing Jesus out to remote places. And if you were going to a remote place, you would pack your lunchbox, wouldn't you? You would have a basket full of stuff. If you had your wife and your children with you, or if you are a wife and you have children, I know that you think about how it is you're going to feed your children as you go. But does that make this story any less a miracle? Is it any less a miracle that in seeing one person share another began to share. In seeing one's generosity, another began to be generous. It can be scientifically explained. It can be rationally explained away. But with the right view, is it not a miracle that 5,000 people were out there chasing Jesus and all were fed and 12 baskets were left over? It doesn't matter to me how the miracle happened. It mattered that it happened. And with the right outlook, with the right way of seeing these scriptures, we will be able to see miracles happen all around us all the time. Because I think one of the key verses in this passage is Matthew 14, verse 14. He went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, and he cured their sick. I've used that word already, compassion. And I must confess that many times in having read this passage, I assumed that compassion was just tied to the ones who were healed. But would not Jesus have had compassion on all of those who were gathered? Compassion is an emotion, it's a state of being, it's a way in which we see possibility, we see hope, we see a way forward. To have compassion requires us to be hopeful. To have compassion demands that if we have something someone needs, we do our best to share it. Jesus has compassion And so in his power to heal, he heals. Jesus has compassion, and so he finds a way to feed them. Whether it's through multiplying fish, which I have no doubt the Lord can do, 
or whether it's in getting a bunch of people in a remote place to share their fish. Jesus' spirit of compassion evokes miracles. And this might tell us that the best chance we have to see the miracles happening all around us is by embodying a spirit of compassion. For if we embody compassion and hope and joy and, and humility and possibility, maybe we might better see the miracles that are all around us. But if we seek to explain away everything, scientifically and cynically or not, if we look at the world with a skeptical view that sees everything as competitive and sees only scarcity, that there might not be enough to go around, I can guarantee that we won't see a miracle. It's the hopeful, compassionate people who see 5,000 are fed and they don't care how it happens. They celebrate the miracle. It's the cynical who look at the hillside and just see a bunch of hippies who shared all that they had on that day. And the passage then confronts us with what kind of people are we going to be? If we want to see miracles, we're going to have to operate out of a sense of compassion. And I think that's the call today. Because I think we all want to see the possibility. We all want to see the miracles happen. And compassion is a way to get us there. Compassion begets hope and begets joy and begets possibility. And compassion eschews cynicism. Compassion isn't concerned with the specifics. So long as there is still a miracle that happens. Compassion sees the possibility. And so compassion looks up to the baptistry behind me and it sees five walk through those waters and it sees the powerful possibility of what God is doing in their life because they wanted to see God work differently through the waters of baptism. The cynical sees a rite of passage required for membership. But we don't want to be that. The cynical looks at the table and says, they got the silver out again, so we're going to have a chiclet and a sip of juice, and it's going to take a long time before we get out of here. And the compassionate sees the table in front of us and knows that that odd-tasting cracker and that little sip of juice is a promise from God. It's, it's a promise that I will care for you, that I will provide for you. The compassionate look at this and don't see a tired ritual. They see a way in which God is at work in our lives. Through our worship, through what we eat, through who we are, and through what we can share with one another, even as we pass these plates with one another today. Today, you do have a choice. You can be compassionate and the compassionate, I promise, will have a better chance of seeing the miracles that happen all around us than the cynical. But the choice is yours. When Jesus got to the seashore, he had compassion for them. Elsewhere in Scripture, Jesus closes a story with the words, Go and do likewise. 
I suspect if he were here with us today, he would encourage us to do that today as well. May we embody a spirit of compassion. May we go and do likewise. Will you pray with me? Loving God, we thank you for this day and for this time together and for the opportunity to worship. We thank you for the celebration that this particular service of worship is. And we pray that in this time together you will help us to be open to embody the compassion that you embodied for us and for so many across all of time. Lord, doing so is not easy. There are many forces against us. All around us we hear people who are scarce. We see those who want to explain the mysterious away. But Lord, help us not to be satisfied with that. Help us to be satisfied only and satisfied fully with compassionately embodying your love and grace because the world around us us desperately needs it. Help us too to be affirmed that we are your salt and we are your light just as we have affirmed these baptized today. Help us, Lord, to be compassionate as you have called us to. It is in your name we pray today. Amen.